Welcome to the I Love Coaching Podcast, where we believe coaching solves everything. Welcome back, everybody, to the I Love Coaching Podcast. My name is Adam Roach. I am your host today. And today we have an I Love Coaching coach with us, Miss Jasmine Morrison. Jasmine, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Our pleasure. We're excited to have you. So who's Jasmine? You were born and then what happened? Tell us about yourself, please. I've been dreading this question. I know you ask it. I just, it's so, it could go a million ways, but um, I was born, I've lived in Iowa my whole life. I had a sister, um, went to school like a lot of people did. (laughs) Uh, I was in all the activities. I like being involved, always have been. Um, I like to travel growing up and then I went to college. I got my degree in marketing. Um, and then I went and got my undergrad by, or my master's degree by accident. Um, I ended up getting a job at, uh, university and they just had a really good opportunity to get your master's. And I really wasn't wanting to do that at all. Um, (laughs) but it was too good not to pass up. So I actually got my master's in management. Um, and I don't regret it one second. It was so, so, so good just to learn about people and, um, how people think. And we did all those disc assessments and all the other assessments you can think of. Um, so that was really good for me. Um, but then I I was going to say, there's not many people that go to school and accidentally get a degree. So congratulations. You're the first I've heard of that. Yeah. I don't know why I was like, I'm done with school. I don't like, I want to go get a job. And the job I got just happened to be out of college. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, so then fast forward and you, you, how do you get into the real estate world? Yeah. So I, after that, I kind of stayed in student housing after I got my master's and, um, then I was like, you know what? I'm kind of over the student housing thing. So I went into insurance for a little bit. Insurance is pretty big here in Des Moines um, and realized I didn't like that either. So I met my husband, um, we got married and we were both like, you know what? Let's just take a chance, go get your real estate license. Um, we know you've liked, I, I liked student housing but it just wasn't uh, maybe the perfect fit. Um, but housing in general kind of was exciting to me, but it's just different, right? It's not their forever home and it's not, um, it's, they're figuring out their lives still in college and it's just a little different. Um, so I went and got my license. I knew I didn't want to make the jump to be a full-time real estate agent and secretly knew in the back of my mind that I was maybe better at the back end side of things. So I looked for a job to be an admin. Um, I actually had to hunt down the rainmaker multiple times and follow up multiple times because they were at Keller Williams family reunion, Mm. um, like within days of me reaching out. So they were just, you know, overwhelmed with all the family reunion stuff. And, um, when he finally came back, I had my interviews, went through the whole, um, KPA process and that whole shebang and, um, joined a team for a few years. Um, so that was really good. I was, a buyer's admin, then director of operations. Um, and yeah, that's really where I found my bread and butter and what I am passionate about. So, so keep going. So you found your bread and butter. You found what you were passionate about. Was that through trial and error? Was that, again, was that by accident? How, how did that come about finding? Because there's, 
you know, I'm, I'm being silly and also being serious. Not many people find passions that fast jumping into a vertical that maybe they've never been in before. Um, that's a great question that comes with maybe some not so great answers. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was very, um, I was joining a team that was going through some insane amount of stress and trauma is maybe the right words. Mm -hmm. um, so we all got put through a lot emotionally together, which I think made us bond more and figure out where our job responsibilities and accountability accountabilities were um, and really made us rely on each other and figure out how to work together as a team. Um, mm -hmm. Although it wasn't maybe pleasant all the time, um, our, our rainmaker and our other rainmaker were going through a divorce. Mm -hmm. So it was just very um, emotional and yep. yeah, yeah. Okay, just, yeah. So, so curious, we, we, our listeners are real estate, they're entrepreneurial, uh, they're, they're learning to leverage themselves. Maybe they already have a team. Maybe they have a large organization. I want to go back to this. You bonded emotionally with your team due to what's called turmoil, right? Uh, due, unsettledness. If you were speaking to those listeners uh, that I just mentioned there, and you want to tell them the best top three things that you all did to bond, what, what were some of those things? How, how did team members get to bond so close as you guys were? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm just processing it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of that was, um, I mean, it wasn't like we went out and had a grand old time. I mean, I think a lot of it was, we were going through some really negative and emotional things of mm -hmm. people's feelings being hurt. And, mm -hmm. um, so I wouldn't recommend that necessarily, but there were some good things too. I mean, we did go out for lunches and we did, I mean, um, so the team obviously split up and mm -hmm. we made a separate team um, and the one individual went off and did their own thing. Um, so that part of the team, we, we went out to lunches and we did do team building and we did retreats and things like that. So those things were really good. We got to really know each other and understand each other because we went through this thing, um, that was really, really hard. I mean, when you have to get rid of part of I, Kate Randall, we all know Kate Randall, right? She, on our coaching earlier this week, we, we get together every week as op coach, op coaches to discuss things. And she had a really great analogy this week of as real estate agents, you are really building your business and it's being, as you're building your business, you're this thing in the center and this, your business is like a tree that's being built around it. Mm -hmm. And, um, as this tree's being built around it, you often want to step out of your business as you're growing it, but it's really hard to keep growing this tree and keep this thing going when you're taking the core out of it. Mm. Um, so when we're taking those core individuals, it can be painful and there can be struggles and it can be emotional. Um, so yeah, that it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's flat out yeah. hard. Well, I think what I heard you say there from a bonding standpoint is you all related, you were all able to relate with each other going through a challenging time. So that's, that's really, really neat. Yeah. I want to go back to this, uh, this analogy that you just said there of the team. It's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's okay. We're, we're, we'll, we'll give credit to Kate. However, you just did a great job of explaining that because visually I went into my head. 
tell us more about that that thought process because again our listeners are entrepreneurs that are looking to grow right they're looking to grow and if they are that center as you just described and the tree starts to get built around them what should we what should we tell them to to build the right tree or to to, to grow it the right way what would you suggest mm. yeah i mean i think we just have to remember when we strip the core out of the business which is you Mm-hmm. the culture and the ideas and the drive and the motivation and why you started this business in the first place, people often feel lost and confused or um, they just lose their sense of purpose even um, mm-hmm. if we don't have those things there anymore. So right. when we are building this team and building this company, we have to make sure it's not necessarily built just around you and we're building other people up inside of that. And so we have to make sure we're thinking bigger than ourselves, which I think I know Keller Williams and other companies talk about a lot, like building other people up inside of it so that when you do step away, um, they know what to do and they don't feel so abandoned or lost or um, without direction. Yeah. You know, I heard you say there and I couldn't be off, but this is what I heard you say is there has to be a vision or a vision statement or, or something that can continue past or after that originator is gone. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. 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 Um, that's, that's really, you know, it's, it's fascinating. I just got off a, a coaching call with a team leader and he'd been in the role. He's has been in the role for a little, little bit and doesn't, didn't have a vision, right. Did not have a vision here. The individual is the head of the company. And, and didn't have a, a clearly articulate articulatable vision to the team. Uh, and we, we worked on that. So that that's love that language. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. So, okay, yeah. now let, let's go into you. Let's go into your passions. Let's go into the ops side of a business. Some people might be listening to, I don't even know what that means. What's the ops side? So walk us down your path. What is the director of operations? What is the operations side of a business? Yeah. And if you don't mind, I'm going to kind of sidetrack a little. So after I did leave that team and go to an expansion team, and this is all kind of going to go together here in a second, but um, that expansion team didn't have necessarily a vision um, of what we were just talking about. And um, when they, all they knew is that they wanted to build a business that they could retire on and have um, a nice lifestyle for their family, which who doesn't want that, right? Sure. Um, and they hired me as their operations manual or manual as their operations director. You probably built um, that. <laughs> to, to build that, to do right. all those things. But without that vision, without that thing, we were, I was recruiting people. That's when I met Adam. I recruited two agents. I brought them on. I was doing all the things. We were building the team, but it just crumbled because we did not have a vision and we did not have a purpose and we did not understand why we were doing what we are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why operations, even if you do have our operations purpose person, um, the person who's really starting this business. And that's why I've talked about this on another podcast with someone else. I really believe that you need to figure out why you're doing this and maybe why it matters to the, to the greater good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it's not just you and your family, but maybe you and your family and the generations beyond them as well. So speak to that for a second. Let's, let's stay there. Yeah. I want to go into that situation where 
you were a member of the team in a visionless team, yeah. right? Tell me what that made you feel and how did that make you either act or react or not act at all? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember asking my -hmm. rainmaker one day, so we just had a list of all these things to do and I'm a doer. I'll Mm -hmm. do it all day long. Adam knows, Carolyn knows I've been getting stuff done. Um, Always. yeah, I, I get stuff done. But so we had lists of all these things I would do. And by the end of the week, we would have our meeting. And it's like, okay, Jasmine, what'd you get done today? And I'd be like, okay, I got all these things done. And it was just disappointment every single week. I'm like, but I got all these stuff done. Like I got all this stuff done. Why are you disappointed? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, well, I don't know. Like, well, we didn't do this or this or this or this. And I was like, okay, so next week, if I got five or 10 things done, what would those 10 things be? that would make you feel good or that would make you happy. He was like, I have no idea. (laughs) Mm. Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I felt hopeless. I felt lost. I felt like no matter what I did, I wasn't going to do a good job. Mm -hmm. Okay. So great choice of words there. Powerful choices of words, actually. So uh, just for clarity's sake here, if you're listening to this and you hear the word rainmaker, that's just basically the leader of a team. Uh, the one that the one that is that what they call makes it rain, right? They're supposed to bring in the dollars and the and, and the pennies. Though, if you are a rainmaker and you are visionless, think about that. You are hiring talent right now, and maybe talent is sitting on your team and they're feeling hopeless. They're feeling lost. And you didn't say this, so I'm going to go ahead and put this in your words, in your mouth, though, um, unappreciated. Yeah. Right? Because you're knocking stuff out and you're getting it done, but they don't even know really where they're growing to. And here we are doing everything that we think we should be doing. And you feel hopeless, you feel lost, and you feel unappreciated. Wow. That There you go, guys. There is the power of having a vision and then finding talent and putting them in the in the path of success of your vision. And if you don't have it, you just heard what uh, Jasmine said. It feels like. Thanks for sharing that feeling. Yes, that's a good emotion. Okay, now walk us through that yeah. because now you have a successful operations business. You are a successful operations coach. Yes. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so I went off, started my own business. I wanted to help everyone. Um, I feel when you're on a team, there's just, um, you know, you're just supposed to help the team or the people who maybe you're trying to recruit or things like that, or people in your office. And mm-hmm. um, I really feel passionate about helping everyone who needs help. So yeah, I'm doing marketing. I'm doing transaction coordination. I'm doing mailers. I'm doing database work. I'm doing basically everything a director of operations would do, but every agent needs different forms of leverage. And I think Adam, you, you know, that at a high mm-hmm. level, Um, and I don't have all the answers and I know I don't have all the answers and I will tell my clients when I think they need more help and they need to hire a full-time admin, um, or when I'm not the answer. Um, and Kate has an awesome hiring program as well. Um, so there's, there's lots of options and lots of leverage opportunities out there. And I'm just helping the people that I had relationships from my previous, um, positions, but, yeah, I am. I mean, there's so many, there's so much room for growth and opportunity in this industry. And um, 
ways that agents need leverage and help because you guys are so busy focusing mm -hmm. on your clients. Right. So in your own opinion, uh, in your own experience here, if I'm a, if I'm a team leader, if I'm a rainmaker, and again, listeners, director of operations can live in any organization, not just real estate. You all need them in every organization. What makes, in your own experience and words, Jasmine, what makes a good director of operations? Yeah, I think someone who can ask the right questions hmm. to that head person, because um, a tool I've been using a lot, especially during this busy season for real estate agents, and this can be for any industry, whether it's taxes or mm -hmm. um, loan origination or whatever that is, um, something I'm training someone on right now is our to-do list, just our task list. Um, some, a tool I learned in that, that long ago is putting it into categories of right now, maybe this week or next week, this month and later mm. and categorizing our task list like, like that helps that director of operations or that admin person then remind themselves when they're adding something to that list to then ask the questions to that their leader um, is this task more important than something else I was supposed to be doing today mm -hmm. and if yeah. it is or is not do I need to move this other task over somewhere else because I can only do so much in one day mm -hmm. and that's just yeah. it's what it is it's just time yeah. Uh, so, so a good director of operations asks good questions, understands the priority of things yeah. uh, and, and enjoys completing things is what I think I heard you say there. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else? If again, if I'm out there actively searching for someone to come into my organization and run my ops operations, who, what type of individual am I looking for? We heard yeah. a good question to ask her. We heard, uh, understands priority, understands, get stuff done. Who am I looking for though? Um, definitely a doer. You want a okay. doer. Or if you've read the book, Rocket Fuel, oh, we yeah. have um, visionaries and integrators. You're looking for an integrator. <laughs> um, and they can be a visionary too. I score pretty high as a visionary, but I also score very high as an integrator. Okay. Um, so someone who likes to get things done and you'll just, I don't know. I can, can you identify those skills? I, I, I don't know if. No, I, I think you're spot there. on there. Right. So, so let's go back. So let's, let's break yeah. that down. A visionary is someone's going to be a really high level um, up in the clouds type, type, type conversationalist that has zero, I would say zero. That's a, that's an exaggeration. A uh, very little detail. Right, very little. They get stuff done, but it's language-wise, it's way up here. An integrator is going to be not necessarily the opposite, but they're going to be someone that is more organized, more structured, more detail-oriented. So, if we're talking about, hey, let's 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 go to the moon, they're going to figure out the process to get to the moon. How's they're going to be sound? like, slow down. Let's we need to figure out how we're going to actually do that. <laughs> Why don't we go, Adam, from South Carolina to Florida first before we go from Florida to, to the moon? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, though that, again, a little bit of exaggeration, that, that is a director of operations. Someone, excuse the language here, but let's just say it, that gets shit done. Yeah. 
Or yeah. I've, I heard this really great analogy too that has really, really helped, helped me. And I use this on my uh, clients as well. So the visionary is a person who might have the idea and on a scale from one to 10, they have it at a one or a two. They're like, yeah, I want to do this. And it's awesome. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I need my director of operations or my admin. And they're going to get it from a, a three, a four, a five, a six, seven, a eight. And then yep. hand it back to him at maybe a nine or 10 and be like, does this look okay? Make some last little tweaks and then it's done. So that director of operations is really the meat in the middle um, yes. that, that's getting it, getting it done. So, so I'll give you a, a real world example here. So today on our coaches call, um, I was go, going over clients and I was in one of um, I, our integrators, Caroline's systems that I don't know how to run. I don't, I, I should know she showed me, but I don't know how to run it. And, and I was going through, if you remember, some client names and I text her later and I said, hey, I don't think it's updated. And she's like, please tell me you didn't break anything. <laughs> and, and she goes, no, it's completely updated. This is here, this is here, this is, and, and I had no idea, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's a good director of operations is knows how to take care of that visionary so that he or she can continue to move forward faster. How's that sound? Yeah, that, yeah. exactly. Perfect. Now let's go into, I want to continue with you. So you are now a coach inside of I Love Coaching. You have your own director of operations business. Yep. You are now helping many, many, many clients. What is it that excites you and is, is passionate in that, in that space of helping these director of operations, these executive assistant types, these integrators? Yeah, I really find passion in helping the admins because I know that it's it's difficult to be that admin and it feels really lonely because mm. especially in an office with other agents, there's lots of other agents and there's maybe a handful of other admins, especially other admins that have maybe been there a while there. Mm -hmm. There's maybe some turnover, turnover with admins. So there's mm -hmm. not a lot of people that you can maybe go to, or a, a lot of admin types are maybe more keep to the, keep to themselves occasionally. Mm -hmm. um, not all the time. Um, so I find that admins really need that support, need that encouragement, um, need those tools a little bit more of just where to go. There's great Facebook groups out there. There's great coaching. There's great tools um, to really help them utilize um, everything in their toolbox to be the, the best that they can be for in their position and for their team. Right. Gotcha. Uh, would you mind sharing any of those Facebook groups? Yeah. Um, I mean, Kate and I are going to start one here soon. So join ours. <laughs> yep. What's that going to be called? Um, I think it's, I love ops coaching. Nice. Um, but like admin success principles is a really great community. And then I just emailed destiny, a whole bunch of them as well to follow. But if you, if you're in Keller Williams, go ahead and follow like the KW command ones. And there's like a Keller Williams virtual assistant, um, Facebook group, just start searching those things. And even if it's remaxed or whatever company it is, just start, start searching, searching on Facebook. There's tons of communities out there that you can ask questions, interact, and there's files and files of documents on there that people just share and pour mm -hmm. their heart out. And there's so many resources. So they mm -hmm. admins love to help people and they want to help you. So that's <laughs> the best part about it. That's why I love it so much. Well, and there you go. And, and this is the neat part. And, and I'm really taking a lot from this, from the standpoint that 
you've used the word support a few times here. And not only do you appreciate support, you love giving support out as a coach, as a leader, as a mentor in this space, because you are one. How fun is this? This is what's so neat. You know, and, and going back to I Love Coaching here real quick, when I created I Love Coaching and the vision for a real coach, mm-hmm. right? And we said, well, Adam, that, that's just not nice. You shouldn't just call your coaches real coaches because every coach is a real coach. Okay, no, no, that's not what I mean. A real coach inside of I Love Coaching is relevant, experiential, authentic, and they're leadership oriented, right? So relevant, meaning you just gave relevant information on where these director of operations and EAs can go to have support. Yeah. experiential. You have a ton of experience inside of this vertical right here. You're definitely authentic. We've seen, we've felt, felt your energy here today. Yeah. Uh, and then leadership, you are a leader because you are at the front of the room. You're always helping people out here uh, and you're very influential. So this is really good. So that's what I love about this conversation that we're having right now, because you are a real coach. I mean, it's, you are a real, real coach. This is really fun. Okay, let's let's end this here real quick. Um, I know I was going to talk about a referral process quick that I, I would oh, love. People. Yeah, that's right. Bring yeah. it. Yeah, so I, I know last on our Monday Mojo, we talked br- briefly, briefly about client processes. And I, I feel really passionate about there's a, a really area that's lacking when we talk about agent to agent referrals. And I know you don't think that is really, you're going to be like, Jasmine, that's not really a customer experience, but I, I do feel it is because I feel our customers that we're referring mm-hmm. feel that on the other end when it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm passing this, this person off from one agent I know to the other, and then they're not talking and I see them at a baseball game or at Thanksgiving and they don't even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel passionate about this. And here's my five-step process for Um, when I feel you should touch up with these people. Um, So when you have an agent to agent referral and you are getting the referral from another agent, I feel like you need to talk to them, number one, after you've immediately talked to that referral. So the first phone call, I preferably a phone call or a text message, whenever you've reached out to them, let them know that, hey, I've reached out to them. We're going to have a meeting. This is when we're thinking. I think that's, I think that's, I would want to know that if I send a referral. The second one is after the first appointment, whether it's at a buyer appointment or a listing appointment and what the game plan is. If it's a buyer appointment, heck, that could be a, that could be a challenge, especially if they're looking for a unicorn and especially Mm -hmm. if it's, yeah, I mean, we all know. And if it's a listing appointment, heck, it could be gone in 15 days. Right. So if I'm waiting on a referral check to buy my kid a Christmas present, I would, I kind of want to know the time frame. Makes sense. Um, the third time I would want to reach out is after an accepted offer. Um, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but that's a great time to touch base with that other agent and be like, Hey, we just got an accepted offer. Um, why not? Like, mm-hmm. Um, might as well ask for a referral at that point in time. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. The fourth one I think is after the inspection, because we all know that's the highest opportunity for a transaction to go maybe downhill, um, or maybe just dis- dissipate and maybe not happen. Um, so okay. after the inspection, I would follow up with that agent and let them know, Hey, everything went fine. 
um, or maybe did not, but hopefully everything went fine. I have everything I need to pay you, or maybe I'm still missing a document I need to pay you like a W-9 or whatever that looks like. And this is something your admin can do. Um, yeah. And there's templated emails, this is easy. And making sure you have everything you need to pay them because that is the biggest frustration mm -hmm. when you send an agent referral is okay, they've closed if you even know they've closed and then waiting three months to get a paycheck. Yeah. Um, so let's be proactive there. I think that's the, the respectful and a way you're gonna re-earn their agent, ref their referrals. Exactly. Um, and the last one is going to be when they've closed, obviously reach out and say, congratulations, they've closed. If you haven't received your payment and, and ask your office, if it's two weeks, if they cut referral payments every two weeks, if they cut them every month, let them know what their expected time frame is. Um, and then have them reach back out to you and be that liaison because we all know our offices are busy, especially when there's transmittal or whenever, or whatever's going on in their office, right. you know? Um, and then lastly, it's technically six points, but ask them for a, a referral and ask them for their business and stay in touch with them after the deal. Um, there is no reason that that agent would not want to send you their business again. Mm -hmm. Well, if you think about what you just did there, you create an experience, right? Absolutely. You created an experience that was simple, easy, welcoming, very informative, and, and it resulted in money. Right. So, yeah, that's perfect. Way to go, Jasmine. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. So how can people come find you? Where can they where can they find Coach Jasmine? Tell them where to go so they can, they can find you. Yep. My business name is Amplify Agent Services. Okay. My name is Jasmine, J-A-Z is in zebra, M-I-N, and then Morrison, M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. I just made a Twitter last night. I saw Elon Musk made maybe buying Twitter. So I right. have to uh -huh. Yeah. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me on Adam's page. You can find me almost anywhere. So um, you can also email me at jasmine at ilovecoachingco.com. Got it. Perfect. Well, everyone, we just had a director of operations conversation. How about this? Thanks, Jasmine. That's a great information. Everyone, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Uh, we trust that you enjoyed this content. Jasmine crushed it. Not to mention she ended with a step-by-step -step process on how to handle something. She said five, but she actually gave six because she's always an overachiever. <laughs> and if you like this content, hey, go give us a rating and rate this podcast, please. And thank you. And then tell other friends to listen to it as well. And again, my name is Adam Roach. I have been your host, Jasmine. Thank you for your time and energy today. And we will see you all on the next episode of the I Love Coaching Podcast. See you guys. Bye. Bye.